Section 212 of Chesterfield's Letters to His Son Read for LibriVox.org into the public domain. Letter 292 London, October 29, 1766 My dear friend, The last mail brought me your letter of the 17th. I am glad to hear that your breast is so much better. You will find both asses' and mare's milk enough in the south of France, where it was much drank when I was there. Guy Patin recommends to a patient to have no doctor but a horse, and no apothecary but an ass. As for your pains and weaknesses in your limbs, je vous en offre tant. I have never been free from them since my last rheumatism. I use my legs as much as I can, and you should do so too, for disuse makes them worse. I cannot now use them long at a time, because of the weakness of old age, but I contrive to get, by different snatches, at least two hours walking every day, either in my garden or within doors, as the weather permits. I set out to-morrow for Bath in hopes of half repairs, for Medea's kettle could not give me whole ones. The timbers of my wretched vessel are too much decayed to be fitted out again for use. I shall see poor Hart there, who, I am told, is in a miserable way, between some real and some imaginary distempers. I send you no political news, for one reason among others, which is that I know none. Great expectations are raised of this session, which meets the eleventh of next month, but of what kind nobody knows, and consequently everybody conjectures variously. Lord Chatham comes to town to-morrow from Bath, where he has been to refit himself for the winter campaign. He has hitherto but an indifferent set of aide-de-camp, and where he will find better I do not know. Charles Townsend and he are already upon ill terms. Enfin, je n'y vous goûte and so God bless you. Letter 293. Bath, November 15th, 1766. My dear friend, I have this moment received your letter of the fifth instant from Basel. I am very glad to find that your breast is relieved, though perhaps at the expense of your legs, for if the humor be either gouty or rheumatic, it had better be in your legs than anywhere else. I have consulted Moisy, the great physician of this place, upon it, who says that at this distance he dares not prescribe anything, as there may be such different causes for your complaint, which must be well weighed by a physician upon the spot, that is, in short, that he knows nothing of the matter. I will therefore tell you my own case in 1732, which may be something parallel to yours. I had that year been dangerously ill of a fever in Holland, and when I was recovered of it, the febrific humor fell into my legs, and swelled them to that degree, and chiefly in the evening, that it was as painful to me as it was shocking to others. I came to England with them in this condition, and consulted Mead, Broxholm, and Arbuthnot, who none of them did me the least good, but on the contrary increased the swelling, by applying poultices and emollients. In this condition I remained near six months, till, finding that the doctors could do me no good, I resolved to consult Palmer, the most eminent surgeon of St. Thomas's Hospital. He immediately told me that the physicians had pursued a very wrong method, as the swelling of my legs proceeded only from a relaxation and weakness of the cutaneous vessels, and he must apply strengtheners instead of emollients. Accordingly, he ordered me to put my legs up to the knees every morning in brine from the salters, as hot as I could bear it. The brine must have meat salted in it. I did so, and after having thus pickled my legs for about three weeks, the complaint absolutely ceased, and I have never had the least swelling in them since. After what I have said, I must caution you not to use the same remedy rashly, and without the most skilful advice you can find, 
where you are. For if your swelling proceeds from a gouty or rheumatic humor, there may be great danger in applying so powerful an astringent, and perhaps repellent as brine. So go piano, and not without the best advice, upon a view of the parts. I shall direct all my letters to you, chez Monsieur Serexin, who by his trade is, I suppose, sedentaire at Basel, while it is not sure that you will be at any one place in the south of France. Do you know that he is a descendant of the French poet Sarazin? Poor Hart, whom I frequently go to see here, out of compassion, is in a most miserable way. He has had a stroke of the palsy, which has deprived him of the use of his right leg, affected his speech a good deal, and perhaps his head a little. Such are the intermediate tributes that we are forced to pay, in some shape or other, to our wretched nature, till we pay the last great one of all. May you pay this very late, and as few intermediate tributes as possible. And so, dubio te benevolere. God bless you. End of section 212. Read by Professor Heather and By. For more free audiobooks or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org.